Hello everyone and welcome back to episode 3 of Boob Chats with Jade. So this one's a little bit more delayed than I wanted it to be, but a lot of things have been happening which is kind of factoring into why I'm doing this episode a little bit differently. So this episode is purely podcast only and the only guest is myself. So for people that kind of know everything that's been going on with me, I found my own lump last July in the midst of the of the global pandemic and it was tough for me um I was just checking myself one light like I do quite regularly I, I know my boobs really well and I found this lump and I doubted myself I did doubt myself but I thought no like I've got to practice what I preach so I decided to go see my GP so I made up oh, rang up <laughs> rang up and I made an appointment which is all over the phone at the time so I described everything to my doctor and obviously I explained that I check myself regularly I have done for years so I know this isn't normal obviously the doctor said, I don't think there's anything to be concerned about but I want to get you in like, can you get here in 30 minutes like, of course so I went in I got checked and she went yeah there's definitely a lump there so you know we'll get you referred to the breast clinic and we'll go from there so I was really amazed. I had a point, I got called out for an appointment the following week. So I made my way to Great Western Hospital, which is my local hospital here in Swindon. And so they said, you've got to allow yourself three hours of the appointment. So I checked out of work and I went in. So I started off with kind of a consultation with a consultant there. And they said, yeah, like, this is a lot. Like, we don't think it'll be anything, but obviously we'll put you through the ultrasound and things like that. So I had my ultrasound and they, were, they weren't 100% sure it wasn't anything. They couldn't they didn't want to sit there 100% say they were surely, they were sure that it was nothing. So I had a biopsy and honestly, <laughs> I was terrified. Obviously with of the pandemic, you also couldn't take people with you. Um, when my mum had a, a similar lump experience, she got to take my nan with her. Obviously I had to do this completely on my own. So I think that added a lot more to the nerves because I had no one there by my side. Like Apart from obviously all the nurses and the doctors that were there who were absolutely fantastic. But I felt really alone in the process and I did the biopsy and I ate for a few days. Um, but everyone was really good. All the doctors and nurses were so helpful. So I went away. They said we expect your results within two weeks. So I sat on it and I didn't hear anything, but I'm one of those people that I can't just sit patient and do nothing. So I rang up and said, obviously I've not had a letter, I've not had a phone call, it's been two weeks now, what's going on? And then they said, so it is benign, there is a special name for it, and I can't say the word to save my life. Um, However, it is quite, it's on the large side. Um, it's It's no chance it'll ever turn cancerous or anything like that, but we want to give you the option to have it removed um just because it was three centimeters which is probably about the size of a grape and you know inside your boob that's quite big so I decided I said no I'd like to have it removed there was different reasons why like personally I don't like surgery I you know the whole process I'm a very stressful person so the whole kind of process really stresses me out and you know so I I, but I said I wanted it out. I was I was panicky in the sense that I obviously I check myself regularly and I'm really comfortable with discussing that and comfortable with my body. But I was worried that if a lump grew underneath it or around it, I wouldn't realise a difference, and that panicked me a little bit. So they put me on the waiting list, and I didn't really hear anything then for a few months. And it was around November time I received a letter through the door, and they were like, "We're going to do a video um, appointment with you to kind of discuss the procedure, like." talk you for everything so I rang up obviously they go for your your health questions you know are you in good health what's your weight all the questions that a woman doesn't want to ask up to answer and um and then so we're on the waiting list so we don't know how long it'll be but that's it we've got everything we need from you 
and I was they always say do you have any questions and at the time I was like no I don't but I came away and I had so many questions I don't really know the complete ins and outs of the procedure um, so I did a lot of my own research obviously these these breast removals breast removals these lump removals are really common a lot of people choose to have them so I did a lot of research into it what to expect because I finally got called forward for my surgery I they they obviously they called me like they rang me at work and I was like oh okay I never get phone calls from unknown numbers and they called me forward for the next week but obviously I work full time I work in the office and obviously with COVID you have to isolate for three days and have a COVID test and I said that's too soon I've got to arrange relevant time off work I've got to arrange isolation because obviously I, I live with my family so I booked it in originally for the day after Easter Monday so luckily my my best friend um Hannah Golden also a fabulous pageant queen she is in my support bubble when they brought those in last year she's a single parent household so you know I spent a lot of time with her we can legally do that we weren't breaking any rules so she was said you can come and isolate at mine I'm your support bubble um just because my family my, my parents were working and it was quite hard I, it's, I feel kind of guilty in the sense of expecting my whole family to force to isolate at home for something that isn't gonna affect them in the slightest so I was all ready to go but obviously it got closer and closer I wasn't really sleeping right I was stressed because I stressed about everything and my first operation got cancelled so I was a bit disheartened because I kind of planned everything around it I planned my work around it um but yeah so I rearranged it then for the end of April same isolation period it felt felt quite nicely in the sense um Hannah my friend had just had her hip operation so she was in recovery so I isolated at hers for the weekend and it must have been like the best weather we'd had in the whole of April and I was stuck indoors which was fun it was just my luck but did my COVID test did all of that and just sat patiently for the weekend watched lots of tv got lots of pageant stuff done trying to be to be productive um but surgery day came and I opted for afternoon surgery and I don't know why I mean I had the whole morning to stress but well, obviously, um, someone had to take me in because, obviously, I was going on to German aesthetics, so I couldn't drive myself home. Not like I would have wanted to anyway. Um, I had to make sure that someone was there. Um, my mum had gone back to work because hospitality was slowly opening at the time. My dad has to stop working. He is a key worker. So I had to kind of arrange it that I knew my dad would be there to take me, which is why I opted for the afternoon. But I got taken in, and honestly, I was so stressed. I was worried that I was going to get there, and they were going to turn me away you know and all that but I got there they signed me in I saw my name on the board and that was it um so I got called through and they do all your blood pressure they ask you the questions and it everything ran really really smoothly on the day um I was honestly so impressed you know we are still in the midst of a pandemic and although things are easing up here in the UK and vaccines are rolling out really well hospitals are still under a lot of stress and the NHS is under a lot of stress as it is and I was I was honestly so thrilled by how well like the day went I went straight in to see like the assistant nurse that was dealing with then I had my appointment with the consultant he taught me through everything then I saw the um the lovely lady Emma who was going to be an anesthetic to call me, taught me through that it was it was quick and obviously I was first on the list so it was kind of all go so if I'm there I was gown on I took like books and everything to read with me which didn't even get touched I literally sat waiting for 20 minutes in my gown and those socks you wear on long haul flights which are the most uncomfortable things ever but I got called through and then I remember getting on getting on my bed getting under a warm blanket and then slowly drifting into a sleep and yeah so then 
that's when obviously the reason why I delayed this episode is because I wanted to talk about my my recovery process as well and my post-op appointment with my consultant because a lot of people don't discuss the afters and like when I was reading up on that there wasn't a lot of discussion or advice about what to do in your recovery because obviously it affects everyone differently and everyone's pain threshold's different mine is extremely low I <laughs> I'm always in pain <laughs> and um so I remember coming around um very disorientated I'm not very good being woken up um I woke up in a lot of pain I was very achy very panicky but the nurse that was there at my side she gave me loads of paracetamol so I felt really good um for a while and they will be back into day surgery and that at the point oh would you want some food and I'm thinking yes I'm so hungry please get me some food and they gave me some biscuits and it didn't really hit the spot but it was nice just to consume some food after the the one cereal bar I had at half seven that morning had a cup of tea and I was there and so for me they gave me general anesthetic in general but they localized the breast on its own so when I was there I could feel kind of the local soothing from my boob and it was becoming very very painful very quickly so they gave me some codeine which kind of touched it but not fully um but I was sat there for about an hour or so and then they asked if I wanted to go home and I said yeah at that point I don't want to go home I wanted to go to my own bed I wanted to try and get comfy and just comfortable where I was going to be for the next few days because when I first queried my recovery time I was like how long will I need off work like I work a desk job I'm not lifting boxes or running around every day like I have a very settled job so originally the nurse I spoke to said one day so I was like oh, perfect I'll just take the day after my off, off. so I was under general so I shouldn't be driving or anything like that um but when I got to the hospital um they asked if I needed a sick note and obviously I said no so I was planning to go back to work on that Thursday my op was the Tuesday um, and they said we really recommend you don't go back to work like you're not going to be ready and obviously I was feeling kind of quite hopeful that I was going to feel absolutely fine by the Thursday um, which sadly I didn't I felt very under the weather still I was on uh, just a round of painkillers it was paracetamol and proof including just in a circle a constant constant cycle every every time I could take something I was I was in so much pain like trying to sit comfortably was hard trying to sleep was difficult it was because all you want to do is sleep when you're in pain, isn't it? I just wanted to sleep and relax, but I was just in agony. Um, so obviously I had a couple of days where I wouldn't do anything, but I went into my work um, on Thursday. My mum drove me in because I, I was so shaky. I couldn't have driven a car. And I just said, obviously, I wanted to arrange to work from home. I love my job and, you know, sick pay is is very hard to live on it's a very very um, big pay decrease from what I'm on and for my job like I said it's very desk centered I do a lot of calling people and emails stuff that I can literally do for my bed and um, my work are absolutely fantastic they were very accommodating and they said whatever you need like will help you with they gave me all my like logins and all like the paperwork I needed they like set me up on my emails on my laptop and I was ready to go and I think the first kind of Thursday and the Friday were really tough. I really struggled. I was so tired. I just think I really underestimated how how much this surgery was going to affect me because, you know, I thought small incision on my boob, but obviously because I was bandaged up for about a week, I never really saw the wound until I took my wound, like took my plaster off, like my bandage off like a week later. And from there, like... I realised the scar's a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be. So where my lump was kind of upper boob, kind of cleavage area, obviously I didn't want to do the incision there because it would be very noticeable. And for me, I, I do wear little cocktails, things like that. So obviously I wouldn't want a scar there. Um, 
but kind of like feeling around my booth felt very different and it felt like more than just that lump was gone and I couldn't put my finger on it but you know I was still very on a lot of painkillers and things like that so it was it was hard but I, I worked from home um I said my work were very accommodating I took the full I, well, I took one day less than the full two weeks I went back on the Monday um after the full week off but you know it gave me something to do because if you're sat at home I get very bored and obviously I didn't feel comfortable driving a car for a really long time I was still very shaky but as that kind of second week went on I was coming off the painkillers I wasn't on as many I was mainly taking them at night just to kind of ease the pain when I was laying down but I was feeling okay um the wound was starting to heal up nicely I was choosing to wear like a, a large part over the top because I was so scared of pulling the stitches um so I have dissolvable stitches so obviously they go on their own um and now they are pretty much off. So today is the 27th of May that I've recorded this. Um, operation was the 27th of April. So date-wise, I'm exactly a month on now from when I had my my operation. And I'm healing really nicely. Um, the scar's still quite noticeable. It's still quite red. It's not really kind of scarred yet, so to speak. And it is still a bit painful at times, you know, like putting like pressure on it. In, like I'm back at the gym, but if I'm doing anything kind of high impact, the movement is 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 really hard it is quite painful still but I'm not any painkillers you know it's it's pain that's bearable but I had my post-op consultation with my consultant exactly 17 days after my op there's a reason why they did that I don't know why but they were very exact on the day I had to go in so at this they obviously asked me how I was feeling and things like that and I felt okay I was back at work I was happy I was in good spirits you know I felt I felt almost myself again which is kind of the whole aim isn't it post-surgery and from here, it got interesting, and they kind of talked me through the procedure, and they said, obviously, when they made the incision, they noticed the lump had actually grown. Um, so for me, I had not been told that was something that could happen. They said it's not, it doesn't happen to a lot of lumps, it does just happen. Um, it had actually grown to the size of a golf ball. Um, and like from feeling it, it didn't feel like it, it, it I didn't feel like it had grown bigger, but it had um so they said obviously the incision was a bit larger than what they planned and it actually meant they had to move around my breast tissue and stitch it together internally to kind of reconstruct the where the lump had gone obviously there would have been a huge dip um I was a little bit upset to be honest that no one had kind of told me that this had happened straight after my op because for me I still was in a lot of pain kind of where the lump was removed from and it didn't feel right for me and that makes sense because I've got internal stitches um there and um, I still feel very achy in that area at times. And they said that could take anything up to three months to kind of soothe in the breast tissue to kind of soften back to what it should be. Um, but they said the surgery went really well. They tested the the tissue again and they said it was, you know, it wasn't pre-cancer like, or anything like that. It wouldn't have turned or anything more, but it would have continued to grow. Um, which is, I think, for me, it shows that if you have found lumps and you've been given the all clear, constantly check yourself because your bodies change every single day and you know for me I, I had that lot removed completely out of peace of mind like it was not going to be any harm to me but obviously sitting here now I know that that was going to keep growing and eventually I think I would have noticed that it had obviously kind of grown out um, of my natural boob area but you know I'm still in recovery now but you know I'm doing everything the doctor said you know I moisturize and you know I I have to massage where the stitches are and it's uncomfortable but you know I'm on the right side of of the surgery now and I feel really good um and if anything it's just driven me more to 
talk about breast cancer awareness and checking your boobs and your pecs. It's just so important. And for me, I'm, I'm really lucky. You know, it wasn't anything serious. And I chose to have the procedure out of my own personal choice. It wasn't because the doctor told me to. Like they said, the doctors said, you don't have to, we just given you the option. Because um, sometimes these lumps do, they do disappear on their own. They're just, it's just tissue. It's just benign tissue. It's, you know, it has no harm to it at all. Um, but it's so important to keep your, like checking yourself and admiring these things and just knowing yourself. And that's the whole thing. Like, obviously, I, I love Copperfield. I fundraise for Copperfield. And the kind of whole message is they're not asking you to look for cancer. They're asking you to know your bodies and just know what's normal for you because some people naturally have lumpy breast tissue some people do some people have lumps that have always been there that are completely nothing no two boobs are the same like even the pair you have on your chest aren't the same mine are completely different you know like it's it's amazing you know we're all we're all human and the only person that's going to know your body is you so it's so so important and i've had a lot of kind of conversations with people since my art people obviously asking why I was in hospital and things like that and explaining why I was and you know then people thinking oh I should check more and the answer is yeah you, you really should and you know like it's good to get into that habit of just doing it like you've not got to do it every day like you could do it in the shower you could do it when you're in bed you know look in the mirror and do it see if there's any like like visual changes it's so important and like the bottom line is that like, it could save your life and talking about it as well talk about it with your family and your friends about the importance could save some like theirs and you know the best form of marketing in my opinion is word of mouth and people giving you personal recommendations and things and if you're telling people that you know you're checking yourself because of this that, and the other whether you're doing it because breast cancer runs your family or just because it's a habit it's it's so important and you know, for me, I will never stop checking my boobs. Not obviously, I, I was like, I said, I'm lucky, and it didn't turn anything more. And yeah, the surgery wasn't wasn't the best. It was painful, and um, like I said, I got a low pain threshold. And obviously, the surgery was a little bit more invasive than what it usually would be. A lot of the time, they remove the lump, and that's it. But obviously, I had a little bit of a reconstruction going on. Um, but it's it is a journey, and. You know, I'm on the other side now, like I said, this is why I've kind of delayed this episode longer than what I wanted to. It's just because I wanted to sit here and give a really honest opinion of my own personal experience with how this process went. And I'm honestly, I'm absolutely amazed. Like my GP surgery, uh, you know, are absolutely fantastic. And it is hard to get appointments at the moment in general across, across the board in the UK. You know, the healthcare workers are just working so hard at the moment and I give them so much credit and you know the fact that some of these people have had some of the most stressful years of their life dealing with Covid and I know the the lovely nurse that I had by my side like the whole day um, when I was in hospital saying that she was transferred to the Covid ward um, when it was open and she just said like it was so hard it was so difficult and you know they've they have done so much and to think that they're still coming into work every single day and you know dealing with for me you know a minor a minor surgery is is amazing and you know it's like I said I've I'm very passionate about like everything I stand for with breast cancer awareness and all my bra collection and things like that it's been a complete journey and especially through lockdown where 
you know I went through all of this during lockdown and it's hard it's it's been a hard year and you know for me I have a lot of stress I said I'm a stress stress person um but like if anyone could take anything away from this it's just to keep checking your boobs check your pecs if if not like any person can get breast cancer or be affected by it and it's so important that you just know yourself and like I said if you a lump appeared on your leg you wouldn't sit there and ignore it so it shouldn't be any different if it's a lump in your chest you know we just need to we need to look after ourselves and our well-beings and you know you know it should be part of your routine and like I said I I'm on the other side of my surgery now and I feel good I you know I felt like I've been hit by a bus <laughs> for about a week but you know I'm back at it now I'm back at the gym I'm back at work and you know things aren't 100% yet you know I still got a journey to go like you know I can still feel those stitches internally and it's it's vital but you know here to tell the story and to pass on just as much encouragement to people to know your boobs and if something changes go to your GP because a lot of the time it will be nothing and you know for me I got all up in my own head I was panicking I you know I thought was it going to be I'm so young and there's no age limit on breast cancer you can get it at any age as long as you have breast tissue it can affect you and you know like mammograms and things like that don't start happening until you're in your 40s in the UK and um, well I know definitely in England I'm not sure about Scotland Wales and, and Northern Ireland but that's for me that's another 20 years away till I hit my mid 40s so you know you shouldn't wait until you're getting called up for things like that same as like with obviously smear tests that start at 25 you just because if things change there you wouldn't wait until you have a smear test at 25 you go to your doctor sooner and at the end of the day if you're confident in yourself and you know what your body is normally you can sit there and say like I did to my GP I check my boobs every month I have done for about four or five years I know this lump is new this lump is not normal for me and I really want to have someone look at it which is what I did and you know I got praised a lot by doctors and nurses I met kind of through the process the fact that I do check myself because so many people don't and it's it's staggering it is that so many people still don't and you know social media is a fun wonderful tool and we should be using it to empower others and inspire others and with obviously the yemi motto with the system i'm competing in aspire to inspire and if one listener from this goes away and starts checking the booze and they're not i've accomplished something because it's so important and i just can't reiterate it enough check your boobs and pecs it's so so important but if you've listened this far thank you so much for tuning in um it's been a journey it's been a journey and i know i've started the whole way through because i talk really fast but thank you so much for listening and i hope you tune in next month for episode four and i'm gonna have a really special guest on for that one as well so i hope you all stay safe and i will see you very soon